Good evening, Patriots. And it is Saturday, January 8th. And the world keeps getting dumber. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. The sheeple keep following the wolves. And the wolves keep finding new ways to feast on the sheeple. And we're going to get into that a little bit here tonight. First, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com is the home of Bard's branded coffee, Expedition Coffee. It's a coffee designed for our time, your health, and your energy. This coffee, literally one cup of coffee gives you all you need all day long, and that's where I'm at now. I used to drink tons of coffee. This is one cup of coffee, and it also is such a health booster. It's part of a complete health system to help reclaim your health sovereignty. And it begins with the coffee, Expedition Coffee. And it adds to that gut health triad, which helps heal and seal your gut from leaky gut syndrome. Adds Immune XP, which helps boost your immune system with based on pine cone extract. Then there's Earth, which is a full body supplement, nutrient supplement, which is one scoop a day mixed with water, drink like a shake, that's all you need. And then... You have Pure 47, which is a refined silver nano extract, one of the most refined silver extracts currently on the market. And that's all available at expeditioncoffee.com, X-P-E-D. The Founder's Bible is another great thing to, to have in your prep kit and in your home. It's literally the Bible for our time, thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, in the coupon section when you check out. You'll get 20% off on these Bibles. These are incredible Bibles, really are. The NASB 1995 edition has become my go-to version of the Bible, translation of the Bible, and this particular Bible has been masterfully crafted to include our founders' documents throughout to really experience how, as we read God's Word, how they were also using God's Word and Scripture as a living language. So check that out at thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARGE for 20% off. Finally, mypillow.com, mypillow.com forward slash BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. BARDS is also your promo code on MyPillow, B-A-R-D-S. With that promo code, you can get all sorts of great savings across the MyPillow site, the MyStore site, and the Frank Speech site. Just use your promo code BARDS. And the BARDS landing page for BARDS Nation, which is MyPillow.com forward slash Bards has all the so many of the great featured savings right now, including 40% off my slippers, buy one, get one free Giza sheets, up to 75% off on the classic MyPillow, and, if, and we have buy a six-piece towel set for $39.99. Great savings, great specials, great products from a great company and a great CEO. So again, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. So a couple of things. Let me also not forget that underneath every podcast is a link for the Bards of War Fighting is Everything film. It's a free download. Please take advantage of it. It is there. A lot of work went into that, and I want everybody to enjoy it. And that film was awarded an Emmy in 2000, or segments in the film were awarded an Emmy for Best Photography back in 2007. And it's a great story of soldiers. This happens to be with the Canadian PPCLI. And there's a new film coming out later this year that I'll finish up that Afghanistan story with. But anyway, check that out. It's free download. And uh, hope you enjoy the film. So Patriots, I'm going to start tonight with an interesting, uh, it's, it's just a really good piece that it was posted in the Bard's FM family room on Telegram. And I want you to hear this. This is um Just a really well-spoken piece. Let me see if I can find it now. It doesn't seem to be. This will be the case. It probably won't link the way it should. Let's see here. Let me try it again. Hmm. I hate. Oh, there we go. Okay, here it comes. So I want you to hear this. This is just a really good perspective, and, and I share a lot of these views, so it's important, I think, to begin with this. Hey, I want to do a truck video. Um, whenever I say go to war, I mean preach the gospel. The death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the only way to go to heaven. There's a lot of people that don't like that because it's churchy. They might be like, okay, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I like that, but I'm not going to go tell people that. Get this. The war you're in is designed to not look like a war. 
I believe the godless commies will do everything that they can to keep our creature comforts consistent until they snatch them away at the very end. And if you recognize or if you agree that that could be the case, which I think it is, in the eyes and the ears for the domination, the key terrain of the mind, if you believe that they will try to keep our creature comforts as long as possible, it means that while some people recognize that things are bad, the shots, the job loss, the bad economy, inflation, open borders, health care, uh, geopolitical instability, uh, the devaluation of the dollar writ large, those things are bad. You aggregate them together, they should be a calamitous events of people protesting in the streets, and yet we don't have that, generally speaking. Here and there, yes, but generally speaking, no. You can go down the rabbit hole and try to figure out all sorts of things. Civic incompetence, uh, moral abdication, weak uh, fathers, uh, a, a bloodless, crossless uh, gospel presentation. It's that last one that I think is the most important. When you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, you are bringing eternity into that conversation. And if someone is marinating in the godless commie propaganda and they are comfortable, they might think that things are bad. They might accept the fact that that thing is not good, but they don't have the ability to put them all together because they are comfortable at the end of the day. And their comfort allows them to allow, you know, to disregard and neglect connecting all the bad things together. So connect them for them by preaching the gospel. Trying to red pill on all the bad stuff that is, is going to make you look like a kook. Bringing them the gospel is going to make you look like a kook. God promises to use one of those methods to get inside their head, change their hearts, bring them to him so that they can have everlasting life. So do yourself a favor. Obey God, love other people, and go to war by detonating their brains with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Go to war. Amen. Go to wars, right? This is so spot on and what he's hit on. And this is part of us being vocal, being present and, and owning that gift that of who we've been, who we are, the true birthright of what we are. Let's remember this, which I think is most important in this, in that context, Matthew eighteen twenty. for where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. What is being said there is, is critical because by invoking Jesus Christ and the gospel within these conversations, we are literally bringing God into play. And I just don't think we in, embrace that enough. Now today, and this interview is going to be Monday night, by the way, I had a fantastic interview with Dr. David Martin and Doc and uh, Pastor Brad Cummings, all three of us. It was a great interview, and there's some really powerful nuggets that are in that. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to enjoy it if you listen to the whole thing. I'll just tell you that it's a long interview. It's about an hour and 20 minutes. You're going to hear me do the same thing on the introduction come Monday night that you need to take time. It's one of these interviews that I'm going to tell you when it comes out Monday night, you need to listen to it. And I mean, listen, because there is a lot of stuff that's put out there and there's going to make, there's going to be things said that are not going to make people comfortable. In fact, if you cut off too soon, you'll miss the entire story of what goes on in an hour and a half interview. It's that important. So part of why I bring this up is the principle that Dr. Martin introduces, which is the idea of how, of what we create when we come together. We are literally manifesting energy. I know you hear this thing, well, energy can either, neither be destroyed or, or created. That's nonsense. When we're talking about God, we can create, he can create anything we want. And when we bring two people together, two or three or more are gathered, we're bringing together an incredible experience of Father and Christ Jesus, and all of that is an energy to transform the moment. That's on us to do. And it's necessary to do because what is facing us now is a new level of game of fear and, and intimidation. So let me get right to where, where that goes. So today in the Gateway Pundit, I saw this the other day and I held back reporting it because I hadn't confirmed it yet. They've confirmed it. This is the headline. Bill filed in Washington state would authorize strike force to involuntarily detain unvaccinated families. They have already set up the internment camps. This is true. We've been seeing this coming. 
This article goes on. The Washington State Legislature is slated to vote on a measure that will authorize the involuntary detainment of residents as young as five years old in COVID-19 concentration camps for failing to comply with states, the state's experimental vaccine mandate. If passed, WAC 246-100 or 246-100 will allow local health authorities at his or other sole discretion to issue an emergency detention order causing a person or group of persons to be immediately detained for purpose of isolation and quarantine. Health officers are required to provide documentation providing unvaccinated residents to support the, det- the detention I'm sorry, residents subject to detention have denied requests for medical examination, testing, treatment, counseling, vaccination, uh, documentation of persons or animals, person or animals, I can't believe that one, isolation, quarantine, and inspection and closure of facilities prior to involuntary confining unvaccinated residents in quarantine facilities, the proposal states. The measure also allows health officers to deploy law enforcement officials to assist with the arrest of uncompliant Washington residents. All right. This is where they're now going because they're trying to provoke more and more reaction. And it's this in large degree because we have this mass of stupid sheep that just keep complying to fear. This entire issue that we are dealing with is absolutely fear-based and it's because people are living in a godless world unable to cope with what's being put before them they're not able to seek truth because they have no relationship with god they have no intimacy with christ jesus and so they're succumbing to every troll idiot tyrant that's currently in our nation and there's a lot of them to quote ian rand We are fast approaching, and remember this was written in the 40s or 50s, we are fast approaching the stage of the ultimate inversion, the stage where the government is free to do anything it pleases while the citizens may act only by permission, which is the stage of the darkest periods of human history, the stage of rule by brute force. There have been so many people that have stood by waiting for a savior, not Christ Jesus, but a savior like Trump, like the White Hats, like Q, like I could go on the list. And all of this ultimately is a pacification of the people. Every single one of our leaders in the public sphere has told people to just vote. I guess it's working. Because apparently our vote of, of compliance and our vote of passivity has given all of them exactly what we've needed. And, what, and that is given us our rights taken away and them the right to take more of them. We have to be strong now as we have ever been. And this is where God gives us fearlessness to stand. You have to communicate very clearly your red lines of what you will and will not tolerate. I have. I've told you that. I am not, I'm not kidding when I say this. I've told my sheriff in writing, you come to me with a vax, I meet with you with my two-way rights, period. You come to me with a needle, I meet you with the two-way rights. Now, some will say, well, that's, that's not a, a very Christian thing to do as you, as you on one night speak about love and on another night speak about arms. I've always said this. There is a line that we will not cross, and there are red lines that we must stand and defend ruthlessly, period, end of story. That's it. And there is a time when people need to take an aggressive stand. We have now entered that period. I am obliged to only one king, not to tyrants and not to petty tyrants. And if I have to hold myself accountable before God to tell God why I had to take a stand of aggression for the protection of the temple which he gave me because I will not let it be violated by one of Satan's trolls, I don't think I'm going to have a problem here. 
And the point is that these people coming at us better start hearing from all of us that there is a line that we will not cross. I have no issue whatsoever standing in front of judgment talking about slaying Satan's minions. None. Nor do I have any problem talking about slaying Satan himself. When people start to advocate for placing innocence into their control forcefully, that's the line we cannot cross. Marquis de Lafayette wrote, this goes back to the revolutionary period, when the government violates the people's rights, insurrection is for the people and for portion of the people the most sacred of the rights and the most indispensable of duties. That goes to right to our Declaration of Independence, which is that it is our duty to throw off such forms of tyranny. And we are here. This is a time now when we must remain very clear and very focused and very diligent. Now, these people have no interest in keeping you safe. They have no interest in governance in a, in a way that represents us. They have one singular objective, and they're all in on the game, and that is to inoculate every person so that there are two things that happen. One, that they can modify your DNA, which is ultimately the goal to blend your DNA with that of the fallen and essentially corrupting your DNA, your temple, so that you no longer are one of God. The next thing that they're wishing to do is to have that within you that they can now control you. Tag, track, locate, and by consequence, depending on what level of the injection you get, you will be either terminated early or subjugated to a ruthless enslavement that will be beyond any living hell you can imagine. That's it. So choose. And every single person now needs to make that choice. We are fast approaching a moment in time. We have the Supreme Court discussing whether it is appropriate to mandate injections. I'm not keeping my fingers crossed. Those that are are fools. You have a, literally a walking stooge, Sotomayor, who has spoken so many lies openly on the court record, and no one called her out other than good citizens. They literally let her spew lies within the Supreme Court response, and that's now part of the court record. She was seen, in fact, at dinner with the Democrats the night before, but who is to be surprised by that? They're all part of one big corporation that dates, and by the way, Dr. Martin's going to go into this on Monday night. It is one big one, get me again, one big corporation that goes back to the period of Rome. You've heard me say this for so much time. I just love when another researcher comes in and says, yep, there it is. We have never left Roman rule. And these people are very good at the execution of fear and the manipulation of hysteria to accomplish their goals of willful societal suicide. And every single person out here that's participant with the element of the vax is willfully bringing society and humanity to the edge of suicide. So all of these interviews that I do, you will have to discern. I've said this before, but I will tell you, because I already read a comment right now about Dr. Martin, and I'm just going to be blunt about it. It's up to you to do the research that you want. I will bring people to the show to challenge your thinking and to open up your minds to consider what's being said. If you don't like it, tough. Listen to it. Use it as a basis to study, to research, and discern. So over and over, 
discernment because God didn't ask us to walk in a stovepipe of echo chambers. We have to listen. And the biggest piece about this is part of listening is that even when you listen to the enemy, you learn things. Dr. Martin's not the enemy. Let me be very clear about that. And I don't even, I don't want that inference made. But when we listen to people like the hand puppet Biden, or you want to listen to some international bankster, or you want to listen to some French tyrant researcher, these people will give you truths that will give you insight as to what motives are that you will not hear otherwise. Dr. Martin's research is amazing, and you will be challenged by what he puts before you on Monday night, I can assure you. We are in a very interesting point here because truth itself has become a plurality. And the plurality means that that we have to constantly be anchoring ourselves in some foundation of truth. That truth is always going to pivot off of our intimate relationship with Christ Jesus and with the Father. Our purpose here is extremely important to grasp. And and just as another highlight of this discussion that we had today with the three of us, this was one of the great things that was said. And I think it's deeply insightful is that, and I will leave for the coloration of this statement to Dr. Martin because he does it brilliantly. But essentially, those of the esoteric and new age nonsense that are believing this are their stuff, all worship an idea of leaving behind the problems. Christ teaches us to stay and transform the world, not run away. That our purpose here is here while we are here, we are on this earth. And we are not trying to run away. So if you're one of those that's saying, oh, Father, take me home, take me away, Nonsense. You're here for a reason. And these difficult times right now, we are here, all here, for a reason. And that reason right now is becoming more and more clear as we have to steward this way forward for so many. Our world is in the process of going through one of the most destructive and conceited resets we have ever imagined run by a few elites for the purpose of their benefit to completely destroy humanity in one final blow. And I should say that because destroy comes in several tiers, to kill it, a portion of it, to maim a big portion of it, and to completely subjugate what remains as slaves of Lucifer himself. All those that are listed, other than those that are dead, anybody that receives the injection is being transformed at the genetic level to be other than human. This is a massive push on their behalf, and they're beginning with the Western societies because this is what is quite interesting, and it's not a good statement. The willfulness of compliance, the obedience to tyranny, has come about more suddenly, more easily, more willfully in all of the Christian-based societies. Let that sink in for a minute. The obedience to tyranny has come about more rapidly, more successfully, and more easily in this very societies which are supposed to be following Christ but instead are following their leaders. What we are left with here in this time is a remnant that is becoming so important for the saving of Western society and humanity as a whole. That remnant which holds fast with our belief in Christ, a true walk in the intimate relationship with Christ and through Christ to the Father, the position which we hold, is one that can never bow, can never bend, but must always prepare. We need to be, at this point in time, preparing as if we're filling the silos. We have to be 
encouraging those around us to do the same. We have to be speaking the word of Christ within our conversations to bring the power of God within these moments. We are waging war every single day, every single conversation we are waging war. And for many, this is getting to be a heavy burden that they are not carrying well because they don't have that intimate relationship with Christ in their heart. That intimacy that we're provided with gives us a place of fearlessness. And it is, it is the warrior fight that erupts within us. It's the righteous flames that burn boldly. This lull that we're in right now, and if you look around, it's happening everywhere. Masks are not being cared about too much. The policies seem to be floundering a bit. You're hearing talk about, well, once Omicron comes, it'll all be over. If you believe that nonsense, then you've, you're, you might as well just take the injection because it's about that and think that the injection is going to save you. It's that much of a lie. Where we are right now in this period is a lulling of us back to sleep. And they do that constantly by giving you a little, giving you more freedoms. We haven't taken anything back yet. We've just let them give us what we thought we needed. If we took this back, there would be no vax. There would be mass protests. There would be absolutely no acceptance of any of this. But we haven't done that yet. They just keep feeding trinkets and crumbs. And we say, oh, that's so good. I'm, I'm so happy. We're finally starting to get back to normal. No, we're not. We're never going back to what people think was normal. Where we are right now is in this period where we're trying to get people lulled into a comfort, and then they'll strike again with another pulse. They'll come up with some other demands. Maybe it won't be another variant. Maybe it'll just be the decision that, well, we, can't, we cannot reset this economy until you all are injected. We can't, you can't go to your store unless you have a COVID pass. They're moving on all fronts. If you're paying attention to what, this, what tech is doing, what all of these industries are doing, they're not stopping. I mean, consider this. Today, they've said that they're going to create I guess we call it 5G C-band safe zones around airports. So they're going to basically, around 50 airports around the United States, the FAA has created zones where the C-band can't transmit because the C-band is so powerful in its transmission and its frequency so close to some of the navigation instruments for bad weather that the aircraft use, it scrambles them. But I guess it's okay to keep that phone in your front pocket and not worry about your reproductive organs. I'm sure that's just fine. And I'm sure it's great to put next to your ear. I'm sure it has no case on creating tumors or giving you headaches or aneurysms or whatever else it's going to do. I mean, this is how stupid of a world we are. I mean, I mean it's literally like, oh, and you hear people saying, I can't wait to get 5G. I can't wait to get that fast data. It's going to be so cool. That's like, I can't wait to get the vax so I can travel to Europe. Good. You just bartered your genetics for a trip, potential trip that you'll never end up taking anyway. We have to start putting our foot down and saying no. The lure of technology is always there. It's a fundamental component of how they're bringing us into this. And it's the easy bait to draw people in, and it's always the same discussion. We're going to make your life easier. We're going to make your life more efficient. We're going to make your life better by making things a little easier to do, a little faster, a little cleaner, a little more zip, a little less downtime. <laughs> it's just a cycle that goes around and around and around. It's like literally watching a merry-go-round spin. We have to be in a place where we can say no. And when we stand firmly with our foundation in rock of faith and our relationship through Christ, no is pretty easy. No is no. 
It's not a waffling in between. It's just, I'm not going to do it. And when they come to, if they come to somebody's door to say, well, I'm sorry, we're going to have to detain you. It's like, no. Or we're going to have to arrest you. No, you won't. There's a red line that you will not cross. And it has to be made that, cl- that, that clear. We are now the protectors of the fate of humanity. And if we do not make this stand, I don't care what the media spin is, if we don't make this stand and make this hurt so much, they will not listen. Pain comes in many forms. Pain comes in defiance. Pain comes in awakening. Pain comes in dropping bombs in people's head to give them the scripture to shake them awake. We are biggest effect we can have right now is getting people to hear the word of God to start shaking them from this stupid slumber they're walking in. It has to be done. And we have that obligation to him to do just that. I want to read Luke 12, 41 to 49. Peter said, Lord, are you addressing this parable to us or to everyone else as well? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and the sensible steward, whom his master will put in charge of his servants to give them their rations at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that slave says in his heart, my master will be a long time in coming and begins to beat the slaves, both men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know and will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers. And that slave who knew his master's will and did not get ready or act in accord with his will will receive many lashes. But the one who did not know it and committed deeds worthy of it of flogging will receive but few. For everyone who has been given much, much will be required. And to whom they they entrusted much, of him they will ask all the more. I want to unpack that little that piece, that last, which is so important. And the slave who knew his master's will and did not get ready to, or act in accordance with his will will receive many lashes. But the one who did not know it and committed deeds worthy of a flogging will receive but few. You see, all this ties back to something we just don't, I don't think we put enough into our function of life. As we are given much, much more is expected. And God has been giving us a great deal. And so as we face these challenges, if we default to how we've been, and we go back to, well, you know, I can't, I just can't, I can't convince anybody. I forget it. I'm just going to pray to God and hope the best. That's not where God has us now. As we have moved through this walk in our relationship with Christ and we've been given the eyes to see more and more, as much more who is entrusted, much more will be asked. And now much more is being asked. It is time, literally, for us to be more bold, more outspoken, more present with Christ in our life. We have to be. This is what God would expect. And I'm not making that up. I'm not interpreting it. I'm looking right there in the red letter language of Luke 49 to 48. It's pretty clear. That we have to internalize. The narrow gate doesn't get easier as we climb. That path gets difficult, more difficult, and more difficult, and what's expected of us increases. We're growing up. And as we grow up and we start to embrace more and more our birthright and what is given to us, those are big things. 
beautiful things, in fact. But it requires an enormous amount of work from us. These are the places of the ancient paths. Seeking that or choosing not to go. And it's centered on this principle of what we have the capability of doing. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. If we have the authority, we need to use the authority But in taking use of the authority, we have to be reminded that comes greater responsibility and expectations of us. As goes with the passage, John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. Christ has told us openly that we can do greater works than he. He's given us the authority over snakes and demons and scorpions and all the authority over evil. But we have to remember that with that comes immense authority, immense responsibility, and that is as much more is given, much more will be expected. And now much has been given. We have been given amazing eyes to see. We've been given amazing clarity. We've even had doors open that only God can open and a deep richness in a relationship with Christ that I would say that most could never have imagined possible even two or three years ago. It's such an amazing awakening across the globe. But all of that demands now more of us. And that more as we step into a time now where they're trying to put the screws more and more to people, they're trying to put pressure on people They're talking about rounding people up and putting them into quarantine for up to 30 days. Notice nowhere in there, nowhere in there did they say they're going to forcefully inject because they can't, at least not yet. They can't because they haven't achieved such dominance yet that they can do it. They need people to comply with their free will. That's what they're doing is they're forcing compliance with free will because only through free will can they assure the dominance over the temple of your body because we gave it away. Our liberties were given to us by God and only God can take them away unless we give them away. And that's right where this fight centers. So now as we stand firm with our families and we stand firm with our neighborhoods and our communities, we have to get them to understand the same thing. That means engagement. That means speaking boldly, bringing scripture and the power, invoking the power of God in these conversations and letting God work with us and through these people. That's our most powerful weapon we have right now. And above all, do not bow to these tyrants. Defiance, not compliance. It's literally the words for 2022. This year will define us in a big way. It's a fantastic year of awakening and boldness in scriptures and boldness in our relationship with God and Christ Jesus. But this walk is going to be demanding on everybody. And everything that they do, they will try in one way or another to trip you and trip us off this path. We cannot let it happen. The remnant has an amazing fellowship. It's grown and it's gotten stronger and it has to continue to fortify itself because it's the remnant that is the salt and the light. It is the lamp on the hill that people need to see. And that lamp has to get brighter and brighter and brighter. And that means to do that, there's going to be more attention in trying to crush us And we need to push back to make it clear that that crushing cannot happen under any circumstances. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we come together, this time we are here to reflect deeply on the challenges in our world and what's put before us. And Lord, we are humbled by all that you have given and equally understand that with all that is given, much more will be asked. Lord, we ask that 
you can guide us in this time. Give us eyes to see more deeply than we've ever seen. Give us ears to hear in ways that we've never imagined. Give us the temperance and the grace to work with one another, to hear that true voice come through each person that we are listening to, and to find those places where we can see that love of you, Father, and that love of Christ deep within their hearts. Lord, we ask that you, in this time, as we have these opportunities to engage others, that we literally, when we engage and talk and open those points, that we can shatter the enemy's control over their mind to literally detonate those bombs of spiritual warfare within their minds, to let them hear the, your words and the words that you've given us and the words of Christ Jesus in such a way that no enemy's bonds can hold on to them. And as we do that to find the greater strength in us and build the strength within our communities and build that force of defiance, a defiance against tyranny, a defiance which seeks to defile all that we are. And so, Lord, we turn to you. We trust you in all that is given. We humble ourselves before you for all that has been done. We ask you to protect us, guide us in this time as we face this enemy fearlessly, rooted deeply in our faith, our love for you, and our love and commitment through Christ Jesus. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is a beautiful time, as crazy as it is, because we have so much truth when we seek it. In spite of the enemy's constant recycling and churning of truth, and they do that, and the deception that they're trying to put before us. Father continues to give us eyes to see through this and see clearly. We just need to trust more deeply than ever. But part of trust also means that we have to assume that strength that we need in this world to now be those that others seek to be like, to learn from, to understand why we can be so strong, why we can be so joyous in our hearts, why we can be so confident in where we are. That's the light that we need to share. And that comes from a deeper appreciation and love for one another and a love and compassion for our fellow man. Tyrants excluded, by the way. And yeah, if God asked me to go talk to a tyrant, I would. But he hasn't yet, and I'm not worried about him because what my main concern is is friends, family, neighborhoods, people in my community. That's where I'm concerned because there's a lot of people out here that are just wandering or feel alone. They should never have to, but their intimacy with Christ is lacking. And when we can help them find that intimacy, we're giving them one of the greatest gifts anyone could be given. The acceptance and love of Christ in their heart. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into this fight. Things are getting interesting, I guess we'd say. And that's okay. Because we don't want to be bored. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And our prayers are anchored right with him. And they continue to build a more intimate relationship with him, which is exactly what we need. God's got this. But God's trusting in us. It truly is an amazing time because we have a reason here. It's not just us meandering through the desert. Quite to the contrary. We're actively engaged in pursuit of his love and at the same time occupying this land to expand the kingdom. What a beautiful place to be. So I'll see you tomorrow night for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to level ground. Oh, 
Thank、you 